0: Hello, welcome to US Gamer. I'm your host, Rob. I'm joined by the Twitch chat. You can see them here. Uh, all these absolute legends. Uh, it's Friday and we're talking about some of the up, uh, some of the releases and some of the content that came out from Adepticon, which is pretty exciting. If you're an Age of Sigmar, Stan, as I am, I fucking love that game. Swore at the first start of the video, so uh, no monetization for me. Uh, I love this game. It's the best, right? It's a Cool game, it's an incredible community, and it's wicked, right? So that's how I feel about the game. I think it's really great. Does it have problems? Sure, sure, it does have problems. But life has problems, right? And it gives me enough joy. So they put the uh, roadmap out. And there's some really exciting stuff in here. And there's also some really interesting stuff in here, which I really like. So first up, we already know the blazer of Korn and the Heat Night Sinesh book is already out. It's weird that it's on a roadmap when it's already come out, uh, but that's fine. I've reviewed both of those. You can go check those out on YouTube. Um, they're both pretty interesting books. The Corn one's weird. You would expect Corn to be a really heavy melee orientated army, and it is because it doesn't have a lot of shooting units. But it's weirdly tanky in a way that it probably shouldn't be, which is odd. Um, and it's also very techy, which is odd as well. That's not to say it's a bad book. It's got loads of mechanics, but it might not play how you would necessarily expect Corn to play. Sinesh, on the other hand. Um, is an interesting book with a number of abilities that really overlap to create potentially some really negative play experiences. But at the uh, but it also has a lot of like fun tech that you could potentially put in together. That said, it's fairly linear and weirdly the keeper of secrets, much like the bloodthirsters, aren't particularly good, uh, and that's kind of odd. Like that the the big greater demons don't really work in it. So I find that. I find that really weird. Um, but they're both very interesting books, and I think people are going to have loads of fun. I especially like, out of the Knights to Snesh book, uh, the Temptation Dice. I think that's an incredibly cool mechanic that people will enjoy. Maybe it'll get old in three years. I don't know. It's pretty cool. And the Murder Rolls for Corn. Okay, so that's the, that's the stuff we already know out the way, uh, which is fun. Now we get to get into all of the stuff they revealed at Adepticon, so they showed us two new battle tomes, one for OCR Bone Reapers, one for Soulblight Gravelords, uh, which is pretty pretty interesting. Soulblight Gravelords has had a fairly recent book. It was the last book before the new edition of Age of Sigmar 3. Um, the army itself has been doing okay. It was a fairly, it was a fairly well-written book, actually, um, kind of in hindsight. There was lots of really fun stuff you could do with it. There were multiple different builds. You could run loads of zombies, which was really fun. Graveguard kind of stood out as uh, this incredible piece, Manfred stood out as this incredible piece. Blood Knights were really cool as well once they got FAQ'd uh, to work properly. So overall, like quite a cool book with lots of good internal balance. Lots of stuff kind of worked, which was really fun, especially a lot of the characters. Uh, You had Well, you had Manfred, uh, you had Belladama. So that was actually, like it was was an interesting book and it it has quite a lot of War Scrolls and a lot of ways to really run it. Uh, But, that said, it also had a bunch of stuff like Critzer, which kind of didn't really make it into lists. It's just got, it's quite top-heavy character-wise, with a lot of them a bit like Stormcast, where a lot of them don't really work. We have seen uh, that there's a new foot vampire, <laughs> so to add to that top-heavy amount of characters, we have had, as we've had for all of Age of Sigmar three, another single foot hero and a new bot, uh, and a new um, uh, yeah, single foot hero and a new book so it's kind of like where i'll be a lot on this like age Sigma 3 has been a bit of a rip if you've been an age of Sigma 3 fan all we've mainly got is single foot heroes a lot of the armies that really really needed and really really wanted to get new units like ko and Fire Slayers, as an example, and OBR. OBR having some sort of like skeleton archers would have been very, very cool. I would have really liked to have seen skeleton archers for those. Um, we've just had all these single foot characters and then a new book. Games Workshop is a bookmaking company more, well, it's a moneymaking company more than anything else, but they like selling us books very, very often and very repeatedly. And Age of Sigma hasn't had necessarily loads and loads of releases. That said, though, in a three-year window, it's quite interesting. We got uh, Cruel Boys all released, New Stormcast, Slaves to Darkness. And looking forward into the year, we actually have a lot of releases. So I'm a little bit torn by being like a one-book stan. If you're an Age of Sigma fan, there's loads of stuff that gets released all the time. If you're like a one-book person, like if you're like, Rob, I like Corn Bosh. And I'm like, okay, cool. You've got to wait another three years till those Bloodthirsters maybe you will see it on the tabletop. And that's rough. That's pretty rough. Um, uh, and same with OCR Bone Reapers. They've got a limited roster. They've got an incredibly cool background. One of my favorite armies because they actually look like an army on the tabletop. You've got ranked infantry. You've got heroes. You've got a big monster god hero if you want. You've got artillery. You've got heavy cav um, in the Morghast's. Uh, you've got heavy infantry in your Stalkers and your Immortal Guard uh, and mortal Guard, whatever. Um, and they're cool. They're super cool. But it would have been nice to have had a couple more units in, in my personal opinion. Um, uh, no, Yeah, no chariots is sad. No archers is sad. Um, but a new book and hopefully, and importantly, new rules because OBR have not really been able to play the game. Don't forget, as we get to summer, we talk about that in the roadmap, we'll be in the very last year of Age of Sigmar 3. So we're coming into the end of the second year and on a three-year cycle. So this OBR book and Soul Black Gravelord's book or Seraphon and uh, City's book will be uh, books... In fact, in the City's case, it'll be a book that will be valid for less than a year. Um, so that's just something to be conscious of before you spend any money on it. Uh, so, uh, so that's OCR Bone Reapers. Would I like to see new units. That's not really the trend at the minute, uh, for Age of Sigmar. It's a bit of a shame. Really excited to see some updated narrative. Um, that'll be really fun. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, no new, uh, and some awesome new rules, which is good because OPR is a fantastic army. Uh, and it's sort of like Gravel- uh, Lords, Grave Lards, Grave Lords. No new, uh, new, new, no new Grave Guard is weird. I find that odd. We've got lots of updates for models, um, but we haven't had new Grave Guard. I find that very weird. Feels like they're sat on that for Grave Lads. Yeah, Solve sort of Like grave Lads is their new name. Solve sort of Like grave Lads. Nothing new for them. That's weird. I can't, I don't know why, what's going on there, um, but it's a big range. Like, we got the new Vampires, like Luke of Eye and all that um, when it was initially uh, like re-released like two years ago. Uh, like, it's a fairly new book to get re-released. Uh, K.O. Didn't new- Need You Units, I already said that, yeah. Um, so, but again, maybe giving them uh, like an update rules-wise, a re-refresh. I actually don't know what Soul Grave Gravelords need in a rules refresh. Maybe a more competent spell lore. Um, I would have liked to see some vampire-heavy infantry. Uh, but ultimately, exciting that there's a new book. Um, but I don't necessarily think it needs a new book. Um, but there we go. All right, moving on uh, to the summer, okay? And this is where it gets super interesting. So the summer, we've seen Seraphon, and we know there's a whole new range release for Seraphon. If you're an Age of seeing my fan already, then, by the way, uh, you don't need me to tell you this. But Seraphon, when they released, ruined the game. Ruined it, like absolutely totaled the game, flipped it on its head, and then basically dry humped it for two years. That's effectively what Seraphon did. Um, so the release of a new Seraphon book. Uh, while the miniatures are fantastic, there's a whole bunch of new miniatures. Uh, there's a whole uh, there's a uh, there's a whole bunch of new miniatures. Uh, which all looked great. New Soros Guard looked particularly epic. Soros Guard weren't really good. What oh, what made the uh, Seraphon good, Rob? Okay, well, uh, Croak was incredibly good. They had a very dominant magic phase where they could spell cast from range. They worked incredibly well as a castle that could push into the mid-board and do offensive amounts of damage without dying. There were skink builds that... Absolutely dominated the meta. Then there were salamander builds that absolutely dominated the meta. Then there were um, Basilodon builds that absolutely dominated the meta. Um, and they, they defined uh, they defined the meta in many ways. Uh, so there's a whole new release on the stuff that didn't see a lot of play. Saurus, you didn't really see get played much. There's new Saurus Slan. You always saw played. There's a new Slan. That's cool. Uh, You didn't rarely saw the Carnosaur see it into competitive uh, lists or really on the tabletop at all. And now we've got kind of mid cavalry Varanguard-sized Saurus riding little Carnosaurs, which is super cute. Uh, So that's really fun. Uh, Ultimately, I think it's going to be probably as popular as Slaves of Darkness, Gits, and Seraphon. They're in that kind of like territory along with like Sylvaneth, which are wildly popular. Just absolutely wildly popular. So they're going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting. We should talk about the cover art a little bit because this is the point where we could do that. Cover art, uh, as has been pointed out by the chat a lot, is pretty trash for Seraphon. just going to put it out there. Age of Sigmar 3 started out with kind of like a gritty uh, re-u-imagining. Uh, like uh, the first Age of Sigmar uh, was quite cartoonish in its release, Uh, the uh, art especially. And art uh, drives a lot of um, Warhammer content and tabletop content, in my opinion. Um, A lot of the front covers, a lot of the art we see really drives uh, what we kind of like picture in our minds. And so it started out... Uh, that it was very gritty, very much like the Blades of Corn book. Blades of Corn book makes a lot of sense. I'm like, oh, that looks like an Age of three battle team, but the Heat Knights and Esh one really doesn't. Uh, the OCR Bone Reapers one is kind of weird because they've done this odd like effect over the top. So that's the original artwork, gritty, uh, lots of like line drawing, like nice and visceral. But unfortunately, they've then added a load of effects over the top of the OCR car, and it looks a bit naff, in my opinion. Soul Black Lords is just a copy and paste from the old Soul Black Gravelords art, which is also really weird, because they've done that a couple of times over this edition as well. That can definitely add to the feeling, and it definitely adds to my feeling, that this is just another way of cycling another £30. That's I'm, I'm in England. Another £30 out of the consumer. I'm pretty much anti-buying the books, um, if you're buying them for the rules, if you're buying them for the law and the art, you should absolutely buy them uh, Because they're cool. There's loads of great stuff in there and It really makes you feel a part of the army you collect if you buy them for the rules They're available for free pretty immediately online uh, And I would never just buy them for the rules because you're then just giving Games Workshop the idea that they can just sell you very similar to almost non-updated rules for £30 every X amount of time. And that feels that feels like you're taking yourself for a mug there. Uh, Seraphon will be all new rules. Uh, so art is weird uh, on some of those cases. And in some cases, just a copy and paste, which is uh, weird. Um, don't forget, I really like this game. Criticisms are because I like it. Um, and when the stuff doesn't work for me, uh, you also get to say that as well. Uh, being liking a thing does not mean the thing can never have something bad said about it. That's fine. Uh, right? Okay. What's this book here? Oh my God! That is going to be our Thondia book. Thongdia. If no one knows what Thongdia is. Um, we had an incarnate released, sometimes known as the Bincarnate, uh, <laughs> uh, which was a, uh, an incarnate. The uh, the Incarnate of Gur um, was released, and that was released alongside a Thondia book or a campaign book, which really kind of set the scene for our two seasons in Galette, uh, or three seasons in Galette, uh, actually, um, which has kind of been the narrative metaverse in which uh, our Games and stories have been told over the past since Age of Sigma Three launched. Really, so Thongdi is kind of like a bestiary of the realm of beasts and a bunch of stuff. It's actually quite a cool book. Um, like, just to be honest, like it's a better book than like some of the other books because it's just all. Basically, new content, uh, and that's quite rare nowadays. I haven't done this analysis, but it would be very interesting to see how different the Heat Knight's succession narrative is or Soblight Grave Lord's narrative is to the one that they just released. No one's done that in the community, but I imagine, like, the change isn't significant especially for 30 quid is all i'm gonna say uh yeah thondia is just narrative jazz thondia is narrative jazz ultimately all of these games are like all of these rule sets which is what these books are to a lot of us especially gamers like me are ensconced great word of the day high five chat um in the meta narrative that we play it in and that adds to the game in my opinion it doesn't detract from the game this is it's an attractive part of the game you get to add fun new kind of stories in your head with the dice rolls and everything else so I quite like that um, but that's going to be uh, the the Thondia and that actually will be a book I pick up uh, depending on how big it is uh, but that actually will be a book I uh, like to kind of follow on with my, my thought process that's a book that I want to buy because that's a book that I think is uh, going to be some it's going to have a of lore and a of story which I really want Um, And I think that'll be fun. So that'll be one I pick up. That also will coincide with the release of a new uh, Incarnate of Gur. We're hearing it's a bone spider. That's what we're hearing so far. That's the rumor. So, great. General's Handbook in the summer. So, General's Handbooks are the kind of uh, the match play season rules that you play every six months. We've got six months left on that. Uh, No, we've got like four months left on that, sorry. It kind of feels weird to see the General's Handbook on the release map when people are still wrestling with this GHB, like people are just finding their feet in this general handbook. And then it feels very weird to see the new one, um, lined up on the timeline for me personally. I don't know what anyone else thinks, but yeah. Um, but, General Sandbook uh, is on there. So that'll be new battle plans. Well, maybe only half new battle plans. New rules, maybe only half new rules. That's definitely one that I would encourage you not to pick up. Um, it's, it's always freely available online. It is just a rule supplement. Um, and I don't think that's of any value to you uh, as a gamer. Ultimately, people like they can like uh, several of the battle plans in this GHP, for example, are pretty much non-goers. Uh, people don't really use them in events uh, or even maybe in friendly casual games because they actually uh, warp the game state so much that they're not very fun. I'm just going to put that out there. They're not designed well. They're they're the maps in which you put your your toys, um, and they, they, these haven't been done very well. I wouldn't say this one was worth thirty quid. I definitely wouldn't say the next one's worth thirty quid or however much it costs. Um, so the general sound So just skip that. Um, but is that going to be for six months or a year? So there's rumors, rumors uh, that we might be going back to a year-long cycle versus a six-month cycle. Um, so that'll be quite interesting to see, especially when that general sound come out, that'll coincide with there only being a year left on Age of Sigma 3 going into Age of Sigma 4. Um, I love to know what the chat thinks and you think about it being a yearly versus six-month cycle. Uh, yeah, six months does feel short when you look at a roadmap and you know that in four months' time, the, the edition changes. Um, so that feels weird. Uh, right, okay. And then uh, in autumn, uh, we have the New Cities of Sigma book, okay, which is very exciting. And... It looks like potentially that's going to be our Flesh Eater Courts release. How do we know it's Flesh of Courts? How do we know there's new Flesh Eater Courts models? Well, we already saw a Flesh of Courts model at Christmas. Um, we also saw a Flesh of Courts um, set of units or a new updated set of uh, Flesh Eater Courts units in the new Warcry box set, which has been leaked, um, which looks very cool. Uh, so we're pretty certain that that's new Flesh of Courts with a big range refresh, as it's one of the only ones that's left. Uh, so that's that's pretty much what we think that is. Obviously, that could be something else, um, but I think that that's going to be that. Uh, and then Cities of Sigmar is our new Cities of Sigma. Originally, it was called the uh, Dawnbringer Crusade, or announced to be the Dawnbringer Crusade. I don't know if Cities of Sigmar is a working title, or if we're actually going to get Cities of Sigmar. I'm going to have a speculation chat about that in a bit. But that's pretty cool. Uh, I like the models. Really like the models. I think that Cities of Sigma should become the uh, the faction for Age of Sigma. Like that should be your uh, buy-in faction. So you turn up. Every story should be based around Cities of Sigma and not the Stormcast Eternals. That's kind of my hot take. I think Stormcast Eternals are too far removed from the humans, uh, especially in a fantasy setting. Maybe when you watch, when you look at a sci-fi setting like 40K, it's quite an exciting place. To uh, talk about like transhuman space fascists, which are the space marines, um, in before someone says actually it's a theocratic state, they're fascists, mate. Like just fucking suck it, Um, right? But Cities of Sigmar is an eclectic, like uh, eclectic, powerful kind of um, set of stories that you can tell from ra- a range of different humans integrating with loads of different races at war with those different races. And ultimately, humanization is something that works really well in fantasy, uh, in my personal opinion, um, and will look good. What am I excited about for sigma Literally fucking everything. Uh, like I always like the lads of the realms. Just the lads. I think that's good. And I'm really looking forward to seeing all their sculpts. Um, uh, I think it's going to be really interesting. I'm really hoping that they focus on Like, I hope they don't do a bunch of weird war machines and that's kind of the army. I instead hope it's just a load of like halberdiers, swordsmen, crossbowmen, just a bunch of just absolute nonsense lads just trying their best, having left the village, off to war. The lads of Sigmar, that's kind of what I'm hoping. And ladies, obviously. The ladies of Sigmar as well, of course, and everyone in between. Um... I just want them to have a good time. That's what I want to say. Fighting against... I want campfire stories. I want a couple of humans sat around a campfire. Yeah, helmets down. Being like, see the size of those dinosaurs? Fucking tell me about it. They are massive, those dinosaurs. They were huge. I can't believe it. I pooped myself when I saw that dinosaur come out of the forest. I know. It was insane. Did you see the horde of zombies? I did see the horde of zombies. That was madness. That's what I want. I just want... Everyone hanging out, right? Just being chill, just in grace. And that should be the Age of Sigmar 3 faction. And that's my hot take is that Age of Sigma, so Age of Sigma 4 and Age Sigmar going forward should be Cities of Sigmar Central. Stormcast should not be the poster child of that of that game system. Um, I think it should be Cities of Sigma uh, or Gloom Spike gets one of those two. Uh, so that's the roadmap. So that's everything that's coming up, which is uh, which is pretty exciting. Positives, Games Workshop are doing a roadmap. That's actually really brilliant for us as consumers. I've been pushing for this for a long time. Games Workshop actually started to do it. It's actually brilliant. It's like very, very good. Like it's the most basic shit I know. If you're new to Warhammer and Age of Sigmar and you're listening to me talk, you can understand just kind of the the hostage mentality that I have as an Age of Sigmar fan where looking at something like this, and be like, oh, they give us a roadmap. It's like the most basic game shit that people do. But Games Workshop have started to do it now, and that's actually really exciting. So I'm pretty keen on that. So overall, pretty fun for me, especially as we're going to be getting a huge Seraphon release and a campaign book during the middle of, and the GHB, during the middle of the 40K release. So 40K 10th edition will take up most of Games Workshop's marketing, most of Games Workshop's kind of like chat. So that'll be a huge portion of what they talk about. Um, and so it will be very cool uh, to actually get our own little corner of the world, while the hordes of Warhammer fans are processing and dealing with that. We just kind of be like, oh, a bone guy. Just get to read about that. Just get to read about some thong deer bestiaries, some flora and fauna in the realms. That'd be really fun. Okay, so those are all my thoughts. I'd love to know what everyone thinks. Um, like, talk to me. Tell me. Love you all. I hope you enjoyed this vid um, and chat. I want to hear what you've got to say right now.